G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Ask you a question. Is God still speaking to us here and now today? And if so, how? Well, what's the answer? If God is indeed still speaking, shouldn't we be listening? I mean, imagine what a difference it could make to know His will for your life. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? Diving straight into God's Word to see how He does, in fact, still speak to us today. So let's do that. And please do stay tuned because in a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free special edition book called How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? I'd love to send it to you to help you hear the voice of God speaking into your life for yourself. Now here, here is a question that these days pretty much divides the church down the middle. Are you ready? Here it is. Does God still speak today? Whoa, the controversy, the division that that little question creates is huge. There are some who contend that the only way that God speaks today, the single only way, is through the Bible. Read the Bible, that's God's word, that's how he speaks. Then... At the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you have Christians who who claim to have seen signs and wonders, to to have so-called words of knowledge and prophecies over their lives. I even know one man whose pastor constantly claims to have visions of Jesus. Wow, man, what do you do with that? How do you you understand that? And then there's little old you and me. And if you're anything like me, deep inside, there's a desire that burns for God, something that, well, it's hard to explain. A hunger after God himself, a yearning that won't, that can't be satisfied by some dry, academic, cerebral answer to this question, does God still speak today? It won't be dismissed by shallow responses either, and nor will sensational claims quench the thirst after Christ himself. And so that's why these coming weeks on the program, we're going to explore this question, does God still speak today? And if so, how? As I said, I ache to know God, to experience him, to hear him speak into my life. And I know that there are many, many more people on this earth who feel exactly the same. I want to live my life out completely for him. Everything I am, everything I have, all my hopes and all my dreams, to serve him with the lot. And it's not because I'm some great guy. Believe you me, I'm not. It's because I've tasted the sweetness of his love. The many splendid love of Christ, as A.W. Tozer calls it. I've tasted his goodness and his joy and his peace. And you know what? I want more. And so I want to hear him speak because any relationship that means anything, that has any value to it, is based on communication. And not one-way communication, two-way communication. 
A marriage is headed for divorce when there's a stony silence between husband and wife. If all that they do is to communicate on a transactional basis about the mundane things of life, and they no longer communicate heart to heart, then, friend, unless they do something about that, their marriage is headed for divorce. So the question is, does God still speak? In my experience, he does in a variety of ways. But experience, experience isn't the be-all and the end-all. We have emotions. They go up, they go down. Sometimes we're on the top of our game. Other times, frankly, let's be honest, we're off with the pixies. So whilst we may be experiencing God speaking through prophecy, through signs, through dreams, all sorts of different ways, I believe with all my heart that the truth God's chosen way of revealing himself to us, of providing us with a rock-solid basis for understanding him and understanding our experience, is his word, this thing we call the Bible. Inspired by him, written through human beings for sure, each of the 66 books in the Bible, written in different times in history, under different circumstances, for specific purposes, but together, those 66 books are the inspired word of God. God speaking to the generations that have gone before us and to us and the generations that will come after us. And God never contradicts himself. He, he never says one thing and does the other. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. So if anyone, whether it's you or me, claims to have heard from God in a certain way, then the question is, does the Bible say that that's how God communicates with us? Because if it doesn't, then friend, at the very, very least, I'm very very suspicious that this person has indeed heard from God. And secondly, if this person claims to have heard from God and acts on it or shares what God has allegedly said to him or to her, is the message consistent with the word of God, the whole counsel of God? Because if God says one thing and some so-called prophet comes up with a a so-called revelation that contradicts God's word, then forget it. It ain't God talking. It makes sense. When we step into the realm of God speaking with us about specific things happening in our lives or in the lives of other people, then we're stepping into territory which is rich and fertile on the one hand, if God is indeed speaking, I for one want to hear. But on the other hand, it's open to manipulation and to error. This approach is summed up in this biblical principle. It comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 to 22. Have a listen. It says, do not quench the spirit, do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. In other words, don't ignore God speaking through his spirit. Don't despise the words of prophets, but at the same time, sift it, test it, hold on to the good, ditch the evil. So, is God still speaking? Absolutely. Listen to what Jesus said, John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Truly I tell you, anyone who doesn't enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and listen to this, the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but they'll run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. Again, John 15, verse 26. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will 
testify on my behalf. And again, John chapter 16, verse 14. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Is God in the business of still speaking to his people through his spirit today? Absolutely. That's exactly what Jesus promised would happen over and over and over again. It's promised in the Bible. But as we read back in 1 Thessalonians, whilst the Spirit is at work speaking, declaring, and we shouldn't quench what he's doing, when people claim to be speaking on God's behalf, then we better test it to make sure that it's from God. And I guess that's at the very heart of what we're going to be talking about over the coming weeks, discovering how to hear God speak into our lives. It's powerful stuff. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. God loves you more than words can ever possibly say. That's why he yearns to speak his love, his wisdom, his power directly into your life. And yet so many people are uncertain. So many people struggle to hear his voice. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of a special edition book called How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you hear God's voice for yourself. To request your free copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and we'll send this special edition book straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, so many people wish that they could hear from God. What's he thinking? What's he up to? What's his will for my life? How, how can I hear from him? And yet so often, these are the same people whose Bibles are gathering dust up on a shelf somewhere. That may sound a bit tough, but actually, it's true. I remember when I first gave my life to Jesus, I had such an incredibly strong sense of God's presence. He, he wrapped his arms around me during a particularly difficult and, and painful time in my life, and yet I was full of the joy of the Lord. And a dear friend of mine, Phil, the pastor of the first church I attended, sat me down over a coffee and he said to me, you know, Bernie, it's not always going to feel as good as this. And whilst in one sense he was right, there was something inside me. It made me angry. I thought to myself, and I said this to God, if I can't have a close, intimate relationship with my God each day, if I can't experience his joy and his peace each day, then you know something, Lord, I, I don't think I want you. It's pretty, pretty radical stuff. And to be sure, life has had its ups and downs. Sometimes circumstances are Guinness and sometimes everything's rosy. Sometimes our emotions are up and sometimes they're down. In those early days of becoming a Christian, they told me, Phil told me, that I should read my Bible every day. Can I tell you what a turn-off that was? Can I, can I tell you what a burden it was to think that I would have to open this old stuffy book, this huge book, 775,000 words, 31,173 verses, 1,189 chapters in 66 books, written in times and places and cultures that were completely unfamiliar to me? Who or what, for instance, is Ephraim? And why was everyone sacrificing bulls and goats and doves and stuff? You get the drift. But Phil, my pastor, was a persuasive guy, real salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, and when I listened to him preaching on Sundays, 
he made an enormous amount of sense to me. So I did something back then. I established this pattern of getting up early in the morning, something I've been doing since I was a small child anyway, because I'm an early riser, while everyone's still asleep, and spending some time in prayer and reading the Bible. I was surprised. God's word made a lot of sense. A lot of it was confronting. It it was like shining a really bright light on my own immaturities and, and the things I was doing that weren't pleasing God. And day after day, month after month, year after year, here's what happened to me. It's changed me. I open the Bible these days and it's God speaking to me. Now, there aren't fireworks and flashes of thunder and and great amazing revelations each and every day. It's not like that. Little by little, God's word has become part of who I am. I'm not good at memorizing verses. Some people are. I'm just not. But what I find amazing now is that when someone asks me to get up and speak about something or we're having a discussion amongst friends about this issue or that, the recall that God's given me over his word is amazing. I can remember the things that God says, maybe not word for word, but pretty close, and where he says it, and that makes all the difference. When someone's really bugging me and, and I want to tear him apart, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says to me, turn the other cheek. And, and wisdom from above is pure and peaceable and gentle and willing to yield. And all of a sudden, God's word is guiding my behavior. God's word is giving me what I need to live my life. The Holy Spirit speaks his word right into my life when I need it. And the other thing, it sounds really mundane, reading the Bible every day, and I guess it is. I tend to read an Old Testament book followed by a New Testament book. One of the letters from Romans to Revelation followed by one of the four Gospels and Acts. It's kind of how I cycle through the Bible. And I've pretty much read it all now several times. The reason I cycle is that the different books feed me in different ways. Some of those Old Testament narratives, the Judges and Kings and Chronicles books, they feed me with the power and the majesty of God's faithfulness. And then the letters in the New Testament, they teach me about real life and and understanding life in light of what Jesus has done. And then the Gospels and the book of Acts, they take me back to the heart of my faith in Jesus. And then some of the wisdom books in the Old Testament, Proverbs, Psalms, Lamentations, I sprinkle them throughout and it's like adding salt to everything else. And as I read through bit by bit, can't begin to tell you how many times I've found exactly what I need for today. The things I'm going through or the things unbeknown to me that are going to confront me later on today. It's amazing how many times God's given me what I need for today from those very next few verses in the next chapter that I was due to read. Reading the Bible sounds like a chore. It sounds mundane. But the strength and the maturity and the growth and the transformation, the things that have so made my life better, I can't begin to tell you they've come from this wonderful habit that Phil taught me all those years ago. The ability to discern whether someone else is speaking for God or not. The wisdom to know how to handle tough situations. The maturity to lay down my life. And that's hard. Boy, it's hard some days. All those things have come as the word of God has become part of who I am. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 tells us that we've been made in God's image. Problem is, our rebellion, our sin has marred that image. And reading God's word most days, listening to what he has to say most days, is like being restored back into his original image. It's a repair job here, a clean-up job there, a new bit here. And all of a sudden we become a different person. 
It's knowing the truth that sets us free. And the Bible is God's way of speaking with us. If there is one thing, just one thing that I could point to as the smartest thing I have ever done after giving my life to Jesus, it's opening up the Bible, that daily habit, and letting God speak his word into my heart through his spirit. And the tragedy is that so many people, the people who don't do that, are the very ones whose lives are all over the place because there's no foundation, there's no anchor into God's truth. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional, a scripture verse with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. It's completely up to you. That's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on one 400 So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh, and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, I know, because I talk to lots of people, that there are many people, so many who love Jesus, who want to follow after Him with all their heart, and yet they're thinking to themselves, If only I could hear God for myself. If only I knew what he was thinking. Ever thought that to yourself? I think we all have. And yet let me ask you, how much of your day is set aside to quietly get away to be alone with him? How much of your day do you spend quietly alone with God? Before the break, we saw that one of the main ways that God speaks to us, in fact, the main way, is through his word, the Bible. That is an awesome thing. And as I said back then, the simple habit of reading God's word, even if it's just a few verses every day, has utterly changed my life. But that's only one side of the coin in my daily time with God, because the other side of the coin is prayer. It's an amazing contradiction that so many people are living out in their lives, people who believe in Jesus. Here's how it goes. On the one hand, these people really would love to hear God's voice. They'd really like to know that he's there with them, that he has some practical words of wisdom for them, some guidance on the decisions they need to take. That's on the one hand. And yet these so often are the very same people who are too busy to sit down for 20 minutes, half an hour, maybe even 45 minutes or an hour most days, to spend that time in prayer with God. Too busy, too busy, too busy. Well, fair enough. I know all about that. See, I'm one of these busy type A action-oriented people. We're more focused on doing things and getting outcomes than on spending time on relationships. So anyone who says to me, I'm just too busy to pray, well, I really understand. I really relate to that. But the problem that comes out of that is that we head off into our day and we confront all the issues and tensions and decisions and all that stuff. We're so immersed in it all. And then right in the middle of it, we think, oh, where's God? 
Why isn't God talking to me? Why isn't God guiding me? Why isn't God comforting me? Well, I'll tell you, friend, God was waiting for you this morning. He was waiting for you to get still before him, to spend some time with him reading his word, the Bible, listening to what he has to say, and then chatting with him in prayer. Have a listen to this psalm. It's one of my absolute favorites. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we won't fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It won't be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars to cease at the end of the earth. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I'm God. I'm exalted among the nations. I'm exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Powerful truth in verse 1 is that God is our refuge and our strength in the middle of all this mess. We don't have to be afraid. If the mountains are shaking, if they're falling into the sea, if if there's calamity, there's upheaval, there's uproar, that's the picture in this psalm. The sorts of things we go through in the rough and tumble of life. We don't have to be afraid. Why? Because there's a stream flowing right through the heart of our city that makes us glad. The nations may well be in an uproar, but God is God above all. All and when he speaks, the earth melts before him. Now, that's a great theory. But when we're in the middle of this calamitous uproar, when, when tensions are running high at work, when we're hard-pressed on every side, when we're running through life at 100 miles an hour, how are we meant to experience this river of joy from God? How are we meant to hear him and know him and not be afraid because of him? When all this stuff is flying through the air, well, the answer comes to us in verse 10 of this psalm. Be still and know that I am God. Isn't that beautiful? Just with all that stuff going on, just just be still and know in your heart of hearts that your God is God, that your God is in control. I don't care who the relationship is with. If we don't take time away from the hustle and bustle, just to connect, just to spend time together, just to talk, whether it's husband and wife or work colleagues or friends, If we don't do that, then the hustle and bustle is going to distract us from the reality of the relationship with that other person. We forget in our experience how wonderful the love of our husbands or wives are. We forget the joy of a friendship because our dominant reality, the thing we're focused on, is the busyness and the battle of life. And friend, if we want to know that God is in control, we need to get still before him and just know It's as simple as that. That's what prayer is, getting still before God. Here's how it so often works for me. I I pray a bit and I ask God to speak with me and then I open the Bible and I read the the next bit I was going to read, the next chapter in Luke's Gospel or whatever. And in reading that, the Spirit of God speaks to me through God's Word. I get this sense that God's up to something here. But then I need to chew it over. So, So I pray about it. I ask God, what are you saying to me? I think about it. I get still. I listen. And that's the place where God so often speaks, with a word of reassurance, with with some specific guidance or direction. I had that happen this morning, in fact. Had a difficult situation, some difficult decisions to make, 
And after spending time in God's word and thinking and praying and listening, well, the answer was as plain as the nose on my face. So often I'm confronted with a to-do list longer than my arm. I, I can't possibly get it all done today. God, what's your priority? What do you want me to do today? And that's where the most important things drop into my lap. So I go and I do those ones. It's a gift from God. Friends, so many people's lives are in a mess. I want to hear God speak. Well, let's get still before God. Let's spend time with God. If we want to hear God speak right into the middle of the realities of our lives, we need to get still before him. Let's get a revelation today. I know your life is busy. Mine is too. But if we start spending 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day, quietly, all the distractions gone, the doors closed, the Bible open, time in prayer, God shows up. He loves spending time with us. He loves it when we set time apart from him. And frankly, if you are struggling to hear from God, but you're not making time to spend with him, this message today is for you. Start spending time just with him. And little by little, he'll start speaking. Day by day, we'll learn better how to recognise his voice. A little bit by little bit, we'll get guidance about things for today and things for tomorrow and, and, and things that we need to lay down. Jesus said that the shepherd speaks and the sheep hear his voice. In my experience, sometimes in my prayer times, over the years, I've misheard God. But the longer I spend at this, the more discerning I am and the more easily I'm able to recognise the voice of my shepherd. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to enter into a rich, dynamic, powerful relationship with Jesus where they hear the voice of God for themselves. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. And each dollar that you give toward the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach over 2,500 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 85,000 people with the good news of Jesus. That is amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift of support to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or calling 1-300-722-415. And listen, when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that special edition book that I've been telling you about. It's called, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? Again, online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.